0: Riddle me this. Why are we so obsessed with finding heroes, celebrities, the firemen? We like to go to the movies and dream about being Iron Man When there's a God who no one else is higher than No infinity stones and he'll wipe out the entire clan He's not just the guardian of the galaxy He's the creator of the galaxy But no one dresses up like him for Halloween We'd rather cling to our fake reality Whenever actually he's the only superhero that can prevent casualties Who needs the Avengers when you have God as your defender? With an iron fist he knit you in the with all his splendor, all the others are pretenders. He dares the devil to enter and makes Luke K's look like Cotton Mouth ready to surrender. Because when it comes to justice, he's in a league of his own. He doesn't need a ring or a cape for the green light to be shown. In a flash, all of your past and your sins are atoned. All you need to drink is that living Aquaman to see God on his throne. You say kinda forever, but I got heaven as my forever home. The devil in the shadows, like Killmonger trying to overthrow. But God's powers don't come from a vibranium flower that's grown. He is power. So he's always ready to defend and show that he's the real star lord, lord over every star He will never abandon his people unlike Thor and Asgard He is hot guys, so when your world feels torn apart He will restore your heart with new life as if you're Tony Stark
1: Well, he talks faster than I did at rap, didn't he? Than I do are y'all ready? Does everybody have sermon notes? They got them back at the Connect Center, what's left, and get your sermon notes today. We're going to talk about Jesus. He's the original superhero. Amen? Man, the world is looking for a hero, and I want to tell you, ladies, every man in here is looking to be a hero, every child, every woman even. And I had the kids dress up to be superheroes today. Uh, If the kids, if you dressed up, and we even got a couple of men that dressed up in here, and uh, people have their Superman shirts on or their hero shirts, I want the kids to stand up in the seats. Can the kids stand up for me? They're on iPads, coloring sheets, they're eating candy. But come on, kids, stand up for me. Let me look around. There's Superman back there. Oh, there's uh, one. Oh, I see the Hulk over here. She is the Hulk. And we got Captain America, and look at all these in the back over here, man. We even got some I don't even recognize. Give them a hand clap. I was trying to find a Foghorn Leghorn T-shirt, but you know, they they don't make those anymore. And most people don't even know who that is, but hey. He was a superhero back in the day, a sarcastic one, but... uh, Jesus is Lord let's bounce through let's, let's look at what the world. the world pulls up and they're looking for superheroes and they make it up. So let's bounce through our superheroes. Jesus is the original one. look the world shows us Batman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Superman and who else put up that put up the main man. Jesus, hallelujah, everything points to Jesus, it does, everything else is fake, everything is not real, you know, but the world's looking for a savior, looking for a superhero, they're looking for Jesus, there is no other, and he's, he's, he came in the natural and put his, and God put supernatural on him, okay, okay. Guess what? God wants to do that for you. You want to be a superhero? Walk with Jesus. Truly, fully walk with Jesus. Let's get into it today. Number one, Jesus was there in the beginning. Amen? Look at that. Jesus was there in the beginning. In John 1, 1 through 3, we're going to read it right quick. It says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Guess what? Jesus was the Word. And He was with God in the beginning. In verse 2, He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, And all things that were made through Him and without Him was made. Nothing that was made. He made everything. He was there with the Father. Remember, you ever read Genesis 1? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then God said, He said, Jesus, when He said, let there be light. Jesus was there. The Holy Spirit was hovering, waiting on you. You know what? When you start saying what Jesus said, the Holy Spirit's going to move on your behalf. But what we do is we magnify how how big it is. I always use that, God saw the darkness, and He didn't go, Whoo, sure it's dark out there. But that's what we do. Looks bad out there, all these rallying, they're tearing down all this up. they're burning business. Looks bad out there, Lord. You're going to have to do something. And he told you to do something. How you pray? Oh, well, it sure it's bad out there, Lord. He didn't say complain. He said, speak my word, pray my word, pray my, my spirit. Call down angels. Call for wisdom of politicians to arise, righteousness to arise. Come on, godly decisions to be made. So God, Jesus was there in the beginning in Genesis 1, 26. Look at the gateway that Jesus uh, walked through. And God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Come on. So God created man in His own image, and the image of God created Him male and female, He created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So Adam and Eve were the first man and woman. God created them in the garden, put them in charge. Are you in charge of your life? Are you just drifting? Are you just floating? Are you just K okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever be will be? It must be God. If it happened to me. Ah, wrong answer. You're supposed to be pursuing God and His ways in your life. If not, then why pray? If he said man has dominion, guess who has dominion? He hasn't changed that. That won't change till Jesus comes back. So you better be taking dominion over your life, over your body, over your mind, over your children, over your house. I know you in the country. Y'all got a shotgun beside the door or a butcher knife that you know where it's at. If somebody broke into your house, well, you got the name of Jesus to come against demonic forces that would come against your house or your body. How about, how about when sickness attacks you, it might be spiritual. Come on. It's spiritual. But we want to fight physically. How about fighting spiritually? And how about being led by the Spirit? Because you're made like God. You have a Spirit that lives in this house. This body is your house. And you have a mind and a soul, a solical man. Remember the first bicycle you had? Mine was green. It had a metallic. It had a banana seat. It had a slick on the back. It was a wheelie-popping machine. I wrecked it several times. That's in my soul. One plus one is two is in my solical man. Two times three is six. That's in my soulical man. Okay, that's my soul. But in my spirit is what I want to put the Word of God. Huh? I have to build up my spirit man. Let my spirit lead my body. I, my body needs to be my slave. My mind needs to be renewed. Because your mind will always go to the negative. You ever ever been around somebody that whined all the time? Man, it's just terrible around here. I don't think will ever happen out time. Now, Huh? And you like good to see you. <laughs> huh? Quit being that way. That's coming out of your soul, of command. You look all it's your you, your mind needs renewing. You always look at the worst. Come on, come on, come on. God's got you. God's got a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. We're going to bounce through some superheroes in the Old Testament. Did you know that there were people who were superheroes? Guess what? They weren't perfect. And I'm looking. At, if you're looking at me, you're looking at somebody that's not perfect. My wife should have said, "Amen." <laughs> Nobody's perfect, but God can use us. There was a man in the Bible named Enoch. We got pictures today. This is exactly what he looked like. No. <laughs> Enoch walked with God and was not. Him and God got so close, God said, Come on up here. I need you around me all the time. You're never negative. You never gripe and complain. Man, you just love me. I want you here with me. And the the Bible says Enoch was caught up with God. And he's in a flesh and blood body in heaven. Woo! Come on. Come on. That means you can get close to God. We ought to be pursuing like Enoch. Who's who's our next superhero? Oh, my goodness. Does anybody recognize him? (laughs) That's Abraham. Y'all didn't recognize him? You know, Jesus told a story about the rich man and Lazarus. And Lazarus and and they both died and their bodies were buried. See, I'm, I'm telling you about three parts. Their bodies were buried in the ground or in a cave or whatever they did then. And they both went... One went to hell and one went to paradise. Paradise was right above hell at the time. And they looked and saw each other. This is cool. And the man in hell said, hey, Abraham, I'm thirsty. Can you tell my buddy there, uh, who, who, who was, it wasn't his buddy, Lazarus, who because he ate the scraps from the rich man's house, to dip his finger, wait a minute, his body's in the ground. And come touch my tongue. Wait a minute, his tongue is in the ground. But your spirit man looks just like you. That's right. Your spirit man's reckoning. How did he know Abraham? Abraham was died of hundreds of years before that. Because the Bible says that you'll be known as you are known in heaven. Yeah. You'll know everybody's name, you'll know everything about them, and you'll love them, and you'll go, Oh, look at there. There's Tim. Hey Tim, man, how you doing? I'm gonna know my great, 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 great grandfather yeah. in just a moment. Yeah. If you made it to heaven. Huh? So Abraham. They recognized Abraham. Abraham was the first man to follow. God looked for a man who would follow him. Abraham left his hometown. Abraham left his family. All his kinfolks. And he started following God. He's called the father of faith. He is the father of faith. And by faith, at a 100 years old, him and his wife had a baby. Okay we got kids in here, and this is Kids Sunday. We're going to move on. Abraham, how about the next one? Y'all recognize this cat? Moses. Come on, Moses uh, led the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land, out of the world, into salvation. Moses got the Ten Commandments. The tent went up on the mountain. Did you know everybody was supposed to go up on the mountain? I said, did you know everybody was supposed to go up on the mountain? But people saying we're not going up. You go up there for us, Moses. But God wanted everybody on the mountain. God wants you on the mountain with him. Not just pastor. Pastor's got to walk just like you. And God wants us all on the mountain. God wants us all seated in the heavens with him. Changes your view, doesn't it? How many of y'all like mountain views? We live in the mountain. I love mountain views. I even like looking up at the mountain. I like looking down from the mountain. But hear me. You're seated with Christ. It needs to change your perspective. Come on, come on. So, so Moses walked with God, and, and, and he parted the Red Sea. Don't you think that's a miracle? The Bible says it congealed. It froze. Let's look at the next one. This is your uncle. Anybody guess this? Samson. Samson. You know the thing about Samson? Pastor Jeff, will you stand up for me right quick? Look at Pastor Jeff. Look at that. I'm so proud, excited, man. Listen. Just so you can have a seat. You see all those muscles? The Bible says Samson was a regular dude just like you and me. He picked up the gate to the city. We're talking, you know, probably 30 feet wide. He caught foxes. Let me tell you, you can't catch a fox. Huh? He killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. Don't you think you'd been tired after the first three? But the Spirit of God came on him. He was a superhero, and right here, he's blinded because he messed up. He wasn't perfect. Neither was Moses, neither was Abraham. He's not perfect, and he he tears down the Colosseum, and the more killed here than anyway, he was a superhero. How about the next one? Anybody recognize the next one? A little boy sitting in the temple, and his name was Samuel. His mother believed for this little boy to be born. She said, I'll dedicate him to you, Lord. We still dedicate babies to, that the parents would raise him. She raised him till he was like five or six, and then she gave him to the church or to the temple. Woo! But his mother had more children. But still, Samson became a prophet even at this age. The Lord said, Samuel. Samuel. And he ran to the priest and said, hey, did you call me? No, go lay back down, boy. You're bugging me. The Lord said, Samuel. He ran to the priest three times. Finally, the priest said, hey. Eli said, hey, just stay there and said, yes, Lord, your servant, hear it. And he heard the word of the Lord. And, Sam, and Eli said, you got to tell me. And it wasn't good news for Eli. And then from that day on, the Bible says that they knew that he was a prophet, that he heard the voice of God as a child. And guess what? The next, so so. let's look at the next picture. Samuel was the one who anointed David to be king, and then David started walking with God. Does, you know what? You're supposed to walk with God like David. He was a worshiper, he was a warrior, and he was a king. The Bible says that we're prophets, priests, and kings. And that we praise and we worship, and we war not against each other, but we war in the heavens, yes. spiritually. You know they had a rally in Marion, and there was great fear that grabbed people that, Trouble's coming, trouble's coming, but you know what? The saints prayed, and God moved, and there was no trouble. That's Guess what? That's where we have got to go, people. We have got to go and stay there. There ain't no time to be playing around with God. It's time to press in. It's time to push in. It's time to push forward and serve the Lord God Almighty. We know David killed Goliath. David was probably 16. These 16-year-old punks don't know nothing in here. You know what? They can if we'll teach them and lead them and, le- and they can learn, and David became a great king. Then after David, we got who's that? Daniel and the lions. Then, oh my goodness! Do y'all know how powerful one lion is? Much less a bunch of them? Whoo! They catch, you, they grab you and run off with you. Well, I'm a pretty big boy. Don't matter. They can run off and climb up in a tree with a buffalo. Come on. Powerful, and God closed their mouths. They were hungry, and God closed their mouths. Some of y'all feel like you're up against lions. Take the word of the Lord and just walk away from that. God to close their mouth. Come on, let it go. Don't make me sing about Elsa and them. Let it go. No, can't do that. Last but not least, and I just hit the highlights. We got three boys in the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know why I, I put this one in there? Because the king looks in there. The fire was so hot that the people who threw them in died. Because you know how you know how people do. Well, they cross the Red Sea, but it actually it was only about three feet deep or two feet deep, and the wind blew and spread the water out, and they walked on dry ground. Uh, but, you know, that wasn't really that big of a miracle. Well, then the, 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 the Egyptians drowned in two feet of water then, and their horses and chariots. Come on, don't dismiss. And you can't dismiss this because the people who threw them in the fire died. And the king's looking in there. Look at them. And there's somebody else in there that looks like the son of God. Hey, there's a fourth man in the fire. If you're in the fire, there's another person in there with you. Jesus said, i never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always. Even when you mess up and do something stupid, God's still with you. He's great and mighty on our behalf. Let's look at number two. Jesus came as a man. Jesus came as a man. He came as a man. He had to. Because um, it takes a man to redeem men and women. Notice we read it says God created man, male and female. He created them. When the Bible talks about man, it's not talking about just the male counterpart. It's talking about women, too. Okay? Okay? So catch that, women. Whoop, I caught that fly. That's mine. Uh-huh. In John 1.14, we started in John 1, 1 through 3. But look at what John 1, 14 says. And the Word, the Word, the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Come on. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Do you know when Adam and Eve was in the garden and they ate of the fruit of the tree? And they messed up, and they missed it. God was there to clean the mess up. And he said, there's one coming. Your seed, Eve, women don't have seed. But God spoke to a little girl named Mary and said, you, by the angel, said, you will conceive. She goes, wait a minute, I've never known a man. The Spirit of God's going to come on you. And God was Jesus' Father. That's so important. Jesus wasn't born with the sin nature like we are. Okay? That's why He came as a man, walked as a man. But, you know, everything that He did was as a man and not the Son of God. Why is that important? Because we think, well, every miracle He did, that's because He's the Son of God. Every blind eye opened, that's because He's the Son of God. No, He did it as a man to show us how to do it as men and women. He lived the perfect life to show us how to live because you know what? We're going to have failures and defeats. So you know that everybody didn't receive Jesus either, but you know what? He's empowered us to live like Him. The Bible said, First John says, as He is, so are we in this world. Whoa. It's, it's a higher standard. Come on. You, God's called you to be a superhero. It's a higher standard. Well, you quit looking at your past. Somebody just went back. Well, not me because you don't know. God knows and he still loves you. God knows you and he still loves you and he still wants to empower you. Come on. So so he's full of grace and truth. He came and walked as a man. Notice that he called himself the son of man. 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 When they said he's the son of God, he went, shh. Don't tell anybody that yet. I'm the Son of Man. I'm doing everything as a man. That means everything that He did, He said, greater works do you do because I go to the Father. You can do the same works and greater works. That doesn't even enter in the equation. That's talking about being a superhero? Talking about be a Superman? Wow. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed. This is the way Jesus did it. He was anointed by God. John the Baptist baptized, were baptizing people, and he said, There's one coming who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. There's one who's coming after me will baptize you. Jesus was baptized. When he was baptized by John, John said, I saw the Spirit of God come and rest on him like a dove. Holy Spirit's not a dove, but he said, Like a dove, the Spirit of God came and remained. Come on, if you want the Holy Spirit to remain, we got to grow up. Spiritually. Uh Uh-huh. I need it. And look, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Everybody say, God's with me. God's with me. And he's going to help me. Bring the power to those who are oppressed. Oh, no, know how to do that, Pastor Brett. Well, it's time to learn, isn't it? Man, we're in the days, we need to learn this. Not only is this power for us to live, but for others. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, okay. In the New Testament, we're going to talk about John just for a second. Now, there's John the Baptist, but we're not going to talk about him. You can go ahead and put John up there. Y'all recognize what John that is? Okay, just, just testing. This is... This is John. This is the beloved, the one that said, this is one. he." And he wrote in John, uh, the disciple that Jesus loved when he was explaining himself. Kind of a little conceited, maybe a little cocky. The the disciple that Jesus loved. Guess what? You're the disciple that Jesus loved. He's the apostle of love. Did you know? Come on, I'm going to talk to the adults for a second. He wrote 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John in his early 80s and his mid-eighties he wrote John well I'm too old to be used by God eh, wrong answer again doesn't matter your age Age is the, not look at David look at Samuel and look at John in his eighties and he came into a church service like this one time church history tells us they wrote about it there's John John come on up here and say something Come up and preach. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And he went and sat down. Come on. Come on. John wrote those books for us Amen. to walk in love. How about this next guy? Oh, John wasn't perfect either, but neither was this cat. And, you know, look, they got him ball headed I'm in good company that's the Apostle Paul if you don't recognize him he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament or come on the Apostle Paul killed Christians and you're sitting there thinking God can't love you because you stole a Tootsie Roll bar in third grade he killed Christians and God used him mightily probably the smartest disciple that lived at the time because he was trained and educated you know he probably could not de- debate with the best of the Pharisees but you know where God sent him he didn't send him to the to the Jewish people he sent him to the world so he'd have to be strong in God and not his own wisdom mmm God said I'm gonna send you out and Paul was used by God greater in his last days greater even as a prisoner went through shipwreck, beaten with rods, and we get a hang now and think the devil's all over us. Lord. He was shipwrecked three times, spent days in the water, been whipped with rods, and we're talking not just a spanking. We're talking every lick leaves a scar. I had a tree fall on me one time. I've been over picking up brush and working for this man. He was cutting trees, and he cut a tree on top of me. Couldn't hear it for the song. Just whipped me down. Knocked me to my knees. I had looked like somebody whipped me with a whip. All right, that's still not the same as being caned with rods. Right. Come on, Paul did it all. Let's, let's look at the next one. Maybe you recognize him. This is Jesus' brother. His name's James. He The her church history tells us that, uh, that Jesus met with him and spent time, and it tells us that. In Corinthians as well, uh, that Jesus spent time with them. He became the first pastor. Uh, at one of the top elders in Jerusalem, he was equal with Peter because it was Peter and James who Paul always went and talked to. said, I believe the Lord speaking to me about this, this, and this. And they said, that bears witness with us. Go, go preach it. And then something would go wrong. He'd come back to James, and he'd come back to Peter. And Paul would say, this is going on, this is going on. And James stood up and corrected everybody. Paul's doing what's right. Cause he wasn't following religion. That's right. yeah. Amen. And so as we look at this, uh, uh, we have James, and then I want to go to Peter. Man, Peter, Peter, Peter was a fisherman. Peter was rough. Look, he—he—that's really not. You know, uh, he didn't catch that fish with a hook. But they do stuff for kids. But he had a went fishing. You know, Peter wasn't perfect. Peter'd cuss you out, cut your ear off. But God still used him. I mean, he cussed at the people and said, aren't you one of those disciples? Blankety-blank, no, I'm not. And then when they came to get Jesus before that, he cut the boy's ear off. Up and down and all around. I mean, y'all, don't raise your hand. You feel up and down and all around. Come on. God wants to help you, stabilize you to become solid in him. Now, here's one of my favorite stories. We're going to read in, in Matthew 14. And this is where Jesus just happened to be pulling a Superman thing. He's walking on water. Come on. And so now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking by sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled and saying, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. How I many of you know there's, there's all kinds of stupid TV shows out that they're chasing ghosts? Man, that's their ch- people want supernatural. People want Jesus. But they're chasing demons. When The Bible says when you leave this body, you go to be in the presence of God or you go the other way. There is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And to gain heaven, you've got to accept Jesus. And so they said it's a ghost. They cried out with fear. Ah! Can everybody give me a fear cry? Ah! Okay, just you know, kids are missing it. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. You know what? When you're in fear, Jesus will speak to you. If you'll sit down and get still, Jesus will speak to you. And he said, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Woo! And look, Peter answered said, this is one of the most powerful statements. Lord, if it's you, command me to come to walk on the water. Do you know what he just said? Jesus, if it's you, make me like you. That's right. yeah. Jesus, if that's you, then make me like you. That ought to be your prayer. And look what Jesus responded. He said, come. And when Peter stepped out of the boat, he began to walk on the water. Now, you know why people start, because if you read, we're going to finish reading the whole story. He walked on the water uh, to go to Jesus. Let's, let's read 30. But when he saw the wind and the boisterous waves in his mind to begin to say, you're not supposed to be walking on water. What are you doing out here, you idiot? You have got out further than you can go. You know what? I've done that. Lord take you out into the deep. And he began to sink. And people take and preach this. Well, you need to keep your eyes on Jesus. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus, and you won't sink. Because look at Peter. He sunk. Poor old Peter sunk because he couldn't keep his eyes on Jesus. And that is a great message. But they kind of downgrade Peter. But then I like what somebody said. I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. Amen. It's time to get out of the boat, Christians. It's time to follow the God Almighty. It's time to let Jesus be Lord. It's time to let Him lead you into the path of righteousness. And that may take you to the gutter. Because Jesus descended to men of low estate and raised them up. i would be one of them. You are one of them. And Jesus took and called Peter and raised him up. And He wants to raise everybody up and put him on his, on their level. But how about walking in that power, even for that moment, to walk on water? Man, oh man, oh man. Glory, glory, glory. Let's go to number three. The purpose that Jesus came was to conquer sin and death. So it could rule. So so you know what? The Bible says death ruled. And you know what? Death still wants to rule. You know where death wants to rule? Right here. If you're afraid to die, it's ruling. You'll never become more dangerous when you are not afraid to die. You know that heaven is your home you'll go to the gutter for somebody. You'll go after somebody because you know death does not have any victory over you, that heaven is your home, that if Jesus was raised from the dead, so will I. If He conquered sin, then I'm supposed to be free from sin. He's empowered me to conquer sin, addiction. We always run to the worst ones, alcohol, adultery, whatever. He, even the little sin, still in a tootsie roll in a third grade, God still wants to wash that away. And he doesn't have a list. Well, you did this. Well, you did that. Every time you go through your list, Lord, I'm not good enough. Lord, I'm this. Lord, I'm that. He goes, I don't have that list. Where would you get that list? You have that list right here. But the Bible says he washes your sins away and makes you righteous, right with God. Yes, you need to repent when you miss it but then you've got to forgive yourself and move forward. It's not my job to go down the list. You're supposed to repent because you see the goodness of God and the love of God and the power of God and the life of God. That makes me get on my knees. My, my, my. 1 Corinthians, he conquered death, he conquered sin. Uh, let's talk about death in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-6. For I delivered unto you that which, uh, which I received. This is Paul talking that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again, and on the third day, according to the Scriptures, He rose up, and He was seen by Peter. It says Cephas, that means the rock, Peter, and then the twelve. You know what? He just conveniently skipped over Mary Magdalene being number one, ladies, first one to preach the gospel, okay? And after He had seen over 500 people at once, of whom the greater part is still alive, but some have already died and went on to be with the Lord when he wrote this. Huh? Now, if I whispered in his ear and told him a secret, and he whispered in their ear and told a secret, and this and that and the other, it would be totally changed time it got to the back of the room, wouldn't it? And how about if I told, if you tell five people, don't tell nobody, how many of you know it's going to get out? The 12 disciples saw Jesus raised from the dead, and they knew it was true, and they died for it. I know it's true, and I wasn't even there. His spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. That's why missionaries can go and lay down their lives for people. That's why I said, you know what? You know, when it comes time and they're going to arrest Christians in America, you know, I'm probably going to be first because he's the pastor. Get him. Come get me. we got to live for it. And we can't be afraid to die because Jesus is risen. He conquered death, hell, and the grave for us. Hey, I'm going to heaven. Can you look at somebody and say, I'm going to heaven? Look somebody in the back and tell them. Look at somebody in front and say, I'm going to heaven. I'm not afraid to die. I'm going to heaven. Why? Because I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen, amen. Now let's look at let's look at look at 1 John 3:8. I love this scripture too. First John. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. Wait a minute. The devil's going to try to make you sin, Christian, but it don't mean you're of the devil. Sin is of the devil. And if you sin, then repent. Don't stay there. Now, you know, if, if, if I had you digging in a worm garden and your hands were dirty, Would you not wash them off before you ate something? Yeah, because you know that worm goop gets on your fingers there. It might be uh, a little nasty. Well, that's why repentance is so important. You're washing up. Lord, I missed it. I want to wash this up. I want to be clean. And i wash in the blood of Jesus. Forgive me and cleanse me. Amen? Amen. Jesus conquered sin. Let's go back to that scripture for me right quick. 1 John 3.8. He who sins of the devil, for the devil's sinned from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Okay, y'all missed the time to shout there. That's all right. Do you know Acts 10, 38? We read it, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good. Did Jesus make anybody sick? No. Sickness is evil. It comes from the devil. God don't put sickness on. Go back and read the book of James. God does not tempt people with evil, and he has no evil to tempt anybody with. Temptation comes from your own desires to be pulled away. The devil's clicking on holding a bait in front of you. There's that Tootsie roll. That's temptation. That's that's submitting to sin. Jesus came to conquer that. To conquer that. Amen? He went about doing good. If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's the devil. Cancer's bad, it's the devil. Fight it. We got some superheroes in here that have defeated cancer. Woo! Glory. So so if you look in your notes, there's one thing under this God. Has given us power to be like him. Remember, Peter, let me make me like you. God wants us to be like Jesus. God has given us the Holy Spirit. In Mark 1 8, and I already quoted this, this is John the Baptist talking. Indeed, I baptize you with water, but one baptized you with the Holy Spirit. The power comes from the Holy Spirit. When you got born again, the Holy Spirit came into your life. Are you following your spirit? Are you feeding your spirit? How many of y'all hungry right now? You can't wait to eat lunch. Is it over yet? Come on, Pastor. I'm hungry. That's your flesh talking. You ever had your flesh talk to you? Hey, if you if you're not sure about your what's your flesh, so when you leave church, run up that hill to the upper building up there, run up that hill. And I guarantee you, every step your flesh talk to you. Are you stupid? I used to quit. Quit. Your side starts hurting, your legs are burning, and you're running up that hill, and your flesh is going, are you an idiot? What are you trying to do to us? It's true. That's your flesh. And your stomach growling, and you're hungry, and, man, I'm getting, you ever met anybody that got mad when they got hungry? Mean? I've been to people in the hospital, and they couldn't eat for, you know, they're going into surgery, and they're sitting there, uh, uh." And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm going to go get them a basket of food. When they get back, they can have something to eat. (laughs) Come on, that's flesh. And so God wants us to conquer flesh. John 14, 16, Jesus said that I am not going to leave you alone. I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, and He will abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit. Abide with you forever. When Jesus said, i never leave you nor forsake you, He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never left Jesus, nor forsook Him. Awesome, isn't it? Say, I got a helper, the greater one. Lives on the inside of me. He knows math, English, for all my students in here. Guess what? He knows the answers. You know what? If you study, He'll help you to remember, too. And I can give you story after story of students I've prayed with, people I've prayed with. You know what? I, I've even prayed with people for somebody to be arrested because they were threatened to kill their children. Well, what is that about? God is against evil. If somebody's threatening to kill your children. We need to pray they get arrested. There was, there was a lady She had two little th- three- and a four-year-old, and daddy's going to kill them. And the cops can't find him. And her daddy was a cop. You don't think he wasn't looking? She came down crying. I'm just, you know, afraid. I'm afraid. I said, We're going to breathe that he gets arrested this week in the name of Jesus. And he was. Thursday, she called me. They found him and they've arrested him, and he's going to be in prison. Come on. Come on. And I hope and pray he's turned his life around. But you know what? You've got to stop that. That's the kind of authority we've got to stop with all this stuff going on in America. And how about in Africa? They're killing Christians, and in India, they're burning churches and killing Christians. In China, they're torturing Christians. We need to pray. It's our responsibility. Well, I wish they'd do something about that. God said you do something about it. Woo! Acts 1.8 says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts 2 and 4, the Holy Spirit was poured out. Many made Peter from a chicken to a man bold to get out and preach the gospel on the street. Declare who Jesus is and was. And he even said, some of y'all crucified him. (laughs) Ah, that's bold, isn't it? (laughs) And they didn't kill him. They said, help us, what should we do? They gave their heart to God. Even the ones that crucified Jesus got saved. There's nobody without hope if they'll just turn their heart to God. Number four, and we're going to close with number four. Jesus is coming back. Hey, he's coming back. In Acts 1, 11, Jesus has ascended. He's seen the 500. Uh, he's got all these people around him, and he's standing up. And guess what? We'll read it right there. And he, and and when well, I go going back that far, he starts ascending up into heaven. Superman. And the disciples are like, look at Him. He went through the first cloud. Look what happened. An angels appeared and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will also in like manner as you saw Him go into heaven. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. You know I, when I was a kid, you know, I've told this story before, the preacher said, Jesus is coming. I'm like, wait a minute, I want to get a driver's license. Don't come back yet, Lord. I want to get a driver's license. That's my flesh. And then they said, Jesus is coming back. And I'm like, wait a minute, I won't get married. I won't have kids, I won't get married. And then the preacher said, Jesus is coming back, and I've got kids and a wife and a house note and insurance bills and doctor bills said, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come on, get me out of this mess, huh? Jesus is coming. Not making light of it. He's coming, and you need to get ready. Put our next scripture up. And 1 Thessalonians says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Everybody that that's, has died before us, they're going to be raised up. Look at the next verse. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven, and, in, and with a shout, and with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Grandma and Grandpa is coming out of the grave. Everybody who died in Christ is coming out of that grave, and they're getting a new body. I'm, I'm getting ready. For, I need a new body. I'm still doing all right, but I need a new body. I can't do what I used to do. Huh? When I did my daddy's funeral, I said, you know what? He out, outrun us all right now. Uh huh. He was bedridden for about eight, nine months, but I said he can outrun everybody in here. Glory be to God. That's coming from me and you. Let's 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 finish this. In verse 17, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Hey, every superhero in here wants to be that superhero. I want you. Hey, where's the kids at? One more time, kids. And everybody else, put your hands up and get ready to fly. You need to have your hands up. You know, you got to soar a little bit. You know, you can soar a little bit. We're going to be flying with Jesus. Huh? Come on. We're going up and through the clouds. Now, hold on. Let me stop just a little bit more. You can put your arms down. Do you know when Jesus was risen from the dead that he came to his disciples and he appeared in the room? And they went, ah! You know, remember that fear yell? And he said, wait, touch me. I'm flesh and bud. It's me, Jesus. Look at the holes in my hands. Look at the 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 pierce in my side. And he sat down and ate with them. And then he walked out the wall, and the food went with him. Huh? And then he appeared here, and he appeared there. The Bible says, "As he is, we're going to be like him." You're not going to grow angel wings and be an angel. You're going to be like Jesus. We're a whole new race. Believers are a whole new race. We are like Jesus. Nobody. Huh? We're going to be like Him, not angels. You know, you hear people say, well, the Lord took them because He needed another angel. No, He's got plenty of angels. He wants family. He wants family. God wants family. And He wants us to be like Jesus. And we get that new body, we're going to be like Jesus. You can zap over to Mars and you can zap anywhere God tells you to go and you can do this and that, you're going to be supernatural. You know what? We're supposed to be practicing now. And the first thing you've got to do is accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. To believe that He's the Son of God. Believe that He died on the cross for your sins. To believe that He sent the Holy Spirit to be your helper. To believe in Him and all the Father has done. I want you to bow your heads and look at your heart. Are you? Do you know for sure that you're a child of God? Do you have you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior? If that's you, would you lift your hand? Maybe you're online today. Do you lift your hand? I see that hand. Anybody else I'm looking around? Will you lift your hand? Come on! I want you to pray, saints. Pray for these people. Come on! If you if you feel it, pray this with me. Say, Father. Come on. Say, Father. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins. I accept Him as Lord and Savior, my hero, my champion. I receive Him in Jesus' name. Amen.